Welcome to Stuck at Home with Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. It's Wednesday, May 27th. Here are your hosts, Jason Smith and Cliff Dorfman. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Stuck at Home with Cliff and Jason. Jason Smith. Hey, everybody. Hey, Cliff. How are you? I'm very well. I'm in a good. Uh, I'm in a good mood today. It's a hump day, or uh, hump used to be, day? in the in the <laughs> diabetes in the real world when yeah. days mattered. Yeah. Hump day, yeah, yeah. Huzzah! Huzzah! That's what I'm talking about. So when it was the real world, it was Wednesday, hump day. Mm-hmm. Now it's weird day. But I, I'm in a pretty good mood, even though I slept like. No, no bueno last no night. Bueno. Did I, no, no bueno. bueno. I did not. How'd you sleep last night, Jason? I, okay, so I, I've shown you my pause. CPAP mask, right? I've <laughs> yeah. shown you my CPAP mask, right? Oh, yeah, we've seen the CPAP mask. The CPAP mask. We haven't seen that on this show, but I've showed no. you my CPAP mask. So, we um, see it again. Oh, I'll, I'll bring it back out. I'll Darth Vader okay. the shit out of that thing. If you haven't seen the CPAP mask, how would you describe it, Jason? To, to it's kind of like if you could see through Darth Vader's mask and you like, what would, what would Darth Vader really wear? Um, if he was like on a, <laughs> on some sort of ventilator. Yeah. Like oh, when what he sleeps that? and he has to take his helmet off. Cause he's not sleeping with his helmet. No, Darth Vader, I hope right? not. That kind of can't be comfortable. You ever think about that? Is it's he, like, is he, is he maybe, banging with the helmet on? Maybe if he had a, my pillow, um, you have to think about this. He had to bang Luke's mom. Right. But he didn't right. have a helmet back then. He wasn't wearing it back then. Oh, he wasn't Darth Vader back then. Yeah, that was. So he, now it's just these. Yeah, I don't know if he has a burned up dork or what. Like it could be. Yeah, right. Everything. He's like uh, the cover of uh, what is it? Manimals. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, like little Marilyn dick. Manson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, just Manson. like a toy bat, like a Ken doll down there. Just I don't her, know. Uh, her ma- not a yeah. It's a androgynous. Androgynous. But, um, but um, I got in trouble. Like I have to have insurance. I have to sleep with that thing for at least five hours a night. Doesn't always happen. Sometimes I fall asleep without it on. Sometimes I have to take it off in the middle of the night because it dries my mouth up. And so I got a call from the um, the CPAP factory. Dying. Yeah, that, that said, they, yeah, they basically said you're going to have to pay for this if you don't, you don't start, start wearing it. it. Oh, they're monitoring you. Yes, they're that's bothering the freaky me. thing. They're yeah. monitoring you. Oh yeah, because it's connected to the internet. They know how many hours I'm using it and sleeping within a night. Like these guys know my nighttime sleep habits. They know if I rip it off in the middle of the night and put it back on. They know all. It's a little spooky, man. Yeah. Hey, they got, they're monitoring it, so their insurance. So last night was one of those nights where I may have fallen, fallen asleep watching a TV show and smoking a little weed. And then woke <laughs> up at like 2 and was like, God damn it, i got to put this thing on. And then put it back on and then could fall back asleep because I've got a mask on in the middle of the night and dry and cotton mouth. Yes. And, and stuff. CPAPs will not... <laughs> CPAPs will will not um, uh, help your dry mouth. They will just make it drier. Yeah, weed and CPAP is not the combination that no. you know. We're not recommending it here at the CPAP Corp. No, no. Um, I we recommend weed fact, and then a lot, plenty of water and keep your mouth wet, and then CPAP, but not. Well, not don't you have to? I mean, I know a little about a lot, so you know, I'm a jack of all trades, right? Um, that being said, don't you have to put a little distilled water in there? Like oh, we put a lot of distilled. Yes, you have to put distilled water in there, and it creates a little humidity. I got a big second mouth. Day of your birthday week, Jason. Yeah, Sorry, is. second That's day of birthday week. Thank Tomorrow you, man. is Jason's birthday, and he's had a little pet thing on Facebook. Uh, I already donated, but you can donate. Yeah, and, just a little. Uh, I could not say I donated. You see, yeah. That's ego. Uh, By the way, that is ego. <laughs> it's a little it's a little support dog. My, my, my dog who passed away um right before the quarantine he, his birthday is next week so i wanted to kind of do something for both of us um check it out on my facebook i'm jason smith on facebook i'm sure you won't get that confused with any other jason smiths i'm sure they're the only one on very, facebook very, very rare <laughs> rare name rare find okay Continue. Um, okay no, so yeah night, you fell asleep without it yeah, no, yeah. so I, so yeah, so it was just a, it was not a good night for sleep for me either. Just that's it. Just dry. So that was the that was where we started this. Yeah, oh, yeah that's but, right. That was yeah. that was that today. Yes, that's today. That was okay, that we was, started that today. Oh, <laughs> that was today. There it is. Um, so yes. I do have I something I wanted now. to tell you, and I wanted to tell everybody out there, and I just need a, I need an opinion. This let's, let's do. It. I, hopefully, everything's fine. Everything is fine, but um. So I walked into my kitchen about three minutes before I came to down here to get all everything set up. So maybe 10 minutes ago, max, right? 
Mm-hmm. I walked in the kitchen. The it smells like fried rice. It smells amazing. Oh. And uh, and I, I go in there and I see my daughter eating something that looks like a like a burrito bowl hybrid, like a stir fry burrito oh. bowl. Um, into it. Uh-huh. I go in there and I pick with my fingers. I grab some of the rice that's still sitting in the pan. And I uh-huh. Eat it. I had a manager I, that used to do this, by the way. <laughs> Just I, he was never listening. Uh huh. Probably does. Uh huh. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm, uh huh. Go on. Your daughter. So yeah. So I eat the food. So I, I grab the I grab a little food out of not out of her bowl but out of the pan. Just pick it with my fingers, and I'm still talking. And then I start coughing. It's totally unrelated. Oh, Maybe God. a little rice stuck in my throat. And my wife goes, you didn't eat anything out of that pan, did you? And I was like, yeah, I ate some of the rice. So, dummy. This is serious. This is serious. So she goes, dummy, there's shrimp in that pan. And I was like, and I'm allergic to shellfish. I'm allergic to all shellfish. Not like I'll die instantly. I'm not, it's not like a my girl. pen allergic? No, but like I will puff up like my whole body will become like a crustacean. Yeah, I'll, I'll just look like I gained an exoskeleton. It, like in... You watch that movie Hitch with uh, Will Smith when he he drink you know <laughs> eats the food and then they have to take him for the Benadryl. That's me. So oh, wait, wasn't there? Didn't Martin Short do a bee sting thing with his face? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. But, uh, My wife is already much. getting in here trying to sell her side of this. <laughs> she tried to tell her side. I of agree. This. Random food should not be eaten by allergic people. I, I happen to agree with your wife. Okay. You can't go poking at pots. So here, let me let me add a couple layers to this story before I <laughs> go ahead. It. Before everybody gets their opinion in here, get the audience on on your side here. Before we start defending ourselves, let me fully paint the picture. So, shellfish. You know who else? Yeah. (laughs) What'd your dad say? Diabetes. (laughs) Um, So, my wife is also deathly allergic. Jason is wearing a sleeveless Reebok shirt. Oh yeah, we'll get into that next. Just so you know. Go on. Um, your wife. so she's also deathly allergic to shellfish. She mm-hmm. can't eat shellfish at all. So if she eats shellfish, she gets sick. I can't remember a time when shrimp, other than last the other night for this burritos that we made, that there's shrimp ever been made in this house, ever. Like maybe once I've, and I mean, maybe I've gotten Sarah some takeout a couple times that had shellfish. There is no Steph shellfish. Steph is also allergic, to be allergic. clear. Steph is yeah, allergic and, to shrimp as well. Yeah, and maybe shellfish, more, lobster, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. And, and more severe, like like maybe EpiPen allergic. EpiPen maybe? allergic. Yeah, like she won't uh, even eat the 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 crab at. Uh, <laughs> this is just funny. Uh, <laughs> that's my wife. That's my wife, guys. That's my wife. Thanks very much. So, so she's allergic. I'm allergic. We're all allergic in the house. I think of my home and my kitchen well, as a. Sarah's space. not allergic. No, she's not allergic, but she doesn't cook she anything. She doesn't cook anything ever. She's broadening her horizons. Right. But she, and she didn't cook this. My wife cooked this. So so my thing is, I get it. And when my, my aunt, she's all, you need to be careful about food. But my answer really is, isn't my home supposed to be my safe food space? Dylan knows. Why is there shrimp in my house at all? <laughs> If I was a little well, because you're because the child should not be punished for the sins of the father. And obviously you did something in your life, in your previous life that made you, you know, that Satan doesn't, you know, is, is welcoming you. Therefore, you were cursed by being allergic to shellfish. I was cursed by being allergic to alcohol mm-hmm. for many, many years of my life. So oh, yeah. I, I had you all beat until I could drink. You want to you want to hear a story that my mom doesn't know, but might know now. Oh, well, now I do. So the way I found out I was allergic was I was getting ready to go to my first rave, baby's first rave. So we're talking like 16 years old when they still call them rave, baby's not party. First rave. Baby's first rave, right? <laughs> me and my friend Joe, my aunt, I'm like, my, me and my friend Joe went to, we're that. gonna go to a rave. And before that I was, you know, I'm, I didn't know, like, I don't know what raves are all about. So I, but I, beforehand, my mom had made this big pot of seafood gumbo, shellfish gumbo. It was like seafood, shrimp and everything and it was before i knew it was allergic i used to go all okay. out on that all you can eat shrimp from sizzler i had no idea i was allergic so right. i ate a bunch of shellfish um soup i went to this party took ecstasy for the very first time no, i was waiting for that and uh all of a sudden it i started molly yet no it wasn't molly it was called x it was it was back in the 90s when it wasn't even called e it was called it was like x. It was strict nine in it like yeah it was like, when it was, you know, your jaw was like why is my jaw so tight because that's how the rats get poisoned yeah 
It was when with Mountain Dew and rats and um, and Doritos were extreme, right? Everything was extreme, extreme. So it was all called. Right. That. I took it. I'm dancing a little bit. Um, all of a sudden, I start getting itchy, but not a little itchy, like itchy, like like that scene in Poltergeist where he sees the meat and he starts ripping his own face off. Itchy, oh, like that freaks me out. That that kind of itchy, right? And so I start scratching. Yeah. I'm freaking out. My um, my friend takes me home. I get home. I tell my mom, I just can't stop itching. She takes me to the hospital and I'm dying. I'm so afraid because I've never taken this type of drug before. I thought ecstasy was killing me because I didn't know about the allergy. I thought I was being murdered from the inside by X. And we get there. We do the whole thing. It's supposed to make you feel good. Yeah. It says it in the name. And I'm just waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my mom to come back into the room to tell me what's wrong. And the doctor come in and they go, well, we figured it out. I'm like, oh, I'm so in trouble. I'm so in trouble. I'm so in trouble. And I'm like, just scratching. Like, what is it? Mom? Oh, because at this point you hadn't mentioned to your mom, but they took you in the back to do tests. Yeah, because they want to know what's going on. And like, yeah. So did you tell them, like the doctor, like, yo, I did some X. Oh, you're just lying to the docs too. You're like, I'm gonna take my chances. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I'd rather, I'd happened. rather I OD. I just got itchy. I don't know what's going on. Then tell my mom that I did ecstasy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one of those. It was one of those. Right, my dad doesn't cool, know this though. either. Um. Right so, pool too. You're, you're all right. This is very in, insightful. Yeah. Please continue. So, so then she comes in and I'm like, "This is it." And she goes, "Jason, I have some bad news for you." God damn it, I'm grounded. You're allergic to shellfish. I was like, oh. "You know, you're a lucky man." So relieved. That's a so that's relieved. A stupid but it, risk, man. It was stupid, <laughs> and at the same time, like that's how I found out. It, and it, it, but maybe I got cursed. Maybe ecstasy <laughs> plus shrimp made allergies happen in Jason. Who knows? Listen, it could be my karmic. My karmic thirst. You went yeah. against God by doing ecstasy, by doing that heathen drug. You're a well, pagan. Yeah. Obviously, you're a pagan. Yeah, exactly. Well, Only pagans uh, do ecstasy. Yeah, and it's dancing to music. Before, before EDM was called EDM, it was called house. And so I was <laughs> listening to house music. That's why yeah, God. Before something, it was always for, called something else. Yeah, he was, he, he was, uh, he was uh, just he was just really angry that I enjoyed drum and bass. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so then I, got, then I was allergic to shrimp, and then, then ever since. So what we've learned here is that your, your, your daughter should be allowed to have shrimp if she wants it. This is just the 14th. I saved his life. No, this is the first I knew about the, see, I, I, that's Linda, you got some pull though. I mean, if your kid's still that afraid of you, that he's not, you know, he's, he's first telling this story now that, you, you know, listen, Linda, you can take some time off. You, you, you finished, you did a good job. This is another conversation we had today. We've had a lot of drug conversations lately. Ambassador. I was a dare role model in high school. I had a shirt that said dare and underneath it role model. And I'd go to elementary schools with a police officer to Tom. Oh, for real? This yeah. is a thing? Serial? Yeah. Wow. We would not have hung out. <laughs> we would have started hanging out. I'm like, just try it. Just a little oh. weed. Oh. And just take it with this quaalude. What's a <laughs> that's one thing can i just say this thing about the 70s i miss and i really got i missed out on was quaaludes like i've heard such great stories about ludes. oh the lemon 714s i mean it's not in wolf of wall street for no reason these things uh, by the way i did the uh the what the, uh, what do you call it i can't even talk the jeff cesario podcast mm-hmm. it was a chet baker's uh play with pain is that it did i get play it with right? pain yep yeah play with pain so it's supposed to drop uh, it's available now. It's available and now. Scott, yep. I, I, I did that right, right, Scott? Yep. So it's available now. It's available now on Starburns Audio, Play With Pain. And uh, I, there was a reason I talked about this. I, I told this whole story. What were you just saying? Because you got me starting thinking Dude. about the names. I was talking about so, the yeah, drug. I told this whole story. And I, in the story about the 80s in L.A. and me running this nightclub called Vertigo, I tell this story about where we were all doing Lemon 714s and Quaaludes. There's a reason. Those things are legend. They are goats. Yeah, that, that's, that's the thing. It's it's something that it's oh, one of those things. If I could travel back to any time in the world, it would be to that the, the seventies to to try ludes. I've heard it's like walking on a waterbed and flip flops and a a face mask covered in Vaseline, and that sounds about where I want to live. The Vaseline, though. Yeah. Why, why, are you the that, like over the, guy? The Can't catch me. Over the like no like over the like over the the, the portal to of your view like it just hazes your whole view over. It's like looking through like a porthole. That's what just somebody told me, and it sounded kind of fun. Well, I'm not. Well, Vaseline, though. I mean, 
Yeah. All right. I'm going to digress into this. I, I don't want to. Go listen to that, Play With Pain on Starburns Audio, if you want to know a little about my backstory, because he got me to talk about some stuff that I, uh, I, had, not, I had not spoken about previously, and since no one really cares anyway. So Play With Pain, Chet Waterhouse is the name of the show. I just put it up there for everybody. Go listen to it. Cliff was on there. It's a great show. You guys have seen Jeff here. He's so funny. funny. Over there, he plays his character, Chet Waterhouse, pretty much the whole show. And it's very, very funny. Oh, it is the whole show. And he makes up every, there's all these uh, sponsors he makes up. Uh, he had like a, I don't even want to ruin it, but there's like a, an ice cream, you have to listen to his, his, just listen. These things are hysterical. He, this character, I, I'm, I can't wait for this thing to be huge again. Oh, it will be. It's such a yeah, fun thing. He's such a fun guy, and he's uh, he, you know, not, one of the nicest, that. one of the nicest men in Hollywood, as far as I'm concerned. I'm so glad. Uh, I second that completely. Now, do we, is Davey here yet, or is he? No, oh, Davey's not here yet. Okay, because I'm very excited we have David Arquette today. I noticed that an old friend of mine, uh, Eddie Donaldson, had been like supporting and stuff, and he had been like ha like a few of the shows, and yes, there he is. And uh, uh, what I noticed about Eddie, I know Eddie. He's old school. He knows Davey and I long time, oh, like decades. We can have Davey's here. Oh, good. So, uh, but the last thing, like whenever Eddie's supporting something like early on, like I remember it was like House of Pain when no one knew Jump Around. Mm -hmm. And Eddie's like, yo, you got to check out this band, House of Pain. So I feel good. We're on a good path. If Eddie's a bellwether, this is a, I feel I a good it. thing. That's a good thing. I, I'm, I'm looking at David and I'm really excited for, I need you to I want to look at David too. But I have a lot of questions just looking at David, right? When was it, just real quick, when was the last time David, we got to talk to David? Three weeks ago? Yeah. All right. Just remember say, that yeah, three to on. four weeks ago. I'm going to say three. I, 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 yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's not itching, Nancy. <laughs> Benadryl. He's fine. Leave him alone. The show must go on. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, you know him from Scream. You know him from, I mean, how many, The Outsiders. You know, I, like, I can't even talk about all the things he's done. He's got his documentary that is coming out called You Cannot Kill David Arquette. He is, what? I, I, fill this in. I, I can't even, look, we've, we've written a comic book together for DC. We write together for Heavy Metal. He's created, I don't know how many shows. He did Dirt on FX. I, this guy yeah, is a writer, he's also one of my actor, producer, uh, puppeteer, uh, all-around renaissance man. 1,000 percent and jason um oh, he's also one of my favorite time anytime he appears on stern it's one of my favorite episodes he's always the funniest guy when he calls in he's just the best uh the best ladies all and right. gentlemen you ready i just have to bring him on yes i have to david arquette david yes. arquette what's up you can't it's okay i'm gonna get out of here in a sec so just real quick and i know you can't hear me david but i just want to say hear me three weeks ago oh, i hear you fine I yeah. can't hear Jason. All right, I'm gonna bounce off, but um, and try and get my stuff working. Tell, I'll, tell. I'll ask you a question. What do you want to ask? I just want to know. You, oh, okay. We've seen you three weeks ago, and you have bearded, and you look like you've come back in time. We've caught you back in time. You've, like, how did you looks grow like, up? We saw Austin you three weeks ago. Half. You were bearded. Looks like we caught you like back in time. How did you do this this <laughs> fast? Jason is astounded. What's going on there, Davey? With my beard and mustache. <laughs> Well, let's start there. Yeah, sure. Let's start with your beard and mustache. What's, I've what's discovered happening? now that I have this. Your quarantine beard is glorious. It is so ridiculous. So I'm playing this character in this upcoming thing. And I think ah. it's, he's going to be a little bit full of himself. What is this upcoming <laughs> thing? Tell me. Uh, Ghost of the Ozarks. It's a, um, a horror thriller. Uh, set in the 1800s, late 1800s. And, yes, uh, and you're doing this yeah. at your studio in Arkansas that you started with your lovely wife, Christina. Is that correct? Well, no, it's really HCT Media Studio. They're the, mm -hmm. the, they're the partners that we're joining with. They're the directors of this film. They wrote the film. They, did the, uh, they produced the film with Christina last year um, called uh, 12 Hour Shift. So this is our second film with them. But uh, yeah, they're really doing all the hard work. I'm just sort of like the actor who's <laughs> calling in favorites. And then our, our, our dear friend, Tim Blake Nelson's going to do it. So mm. he's really excited. He's amazing. If you haven't seen uh, Old Brother, I mean, you have. But anyone out there, Old Brother, it's incredible. And Buster Scruggs. Buster Scruggs oh. is one of the best movies I've ever seen. If you haven't seen that on Netflix, get on and, and watch that. But you have been, David, in the news a bunch this week. First of all, by the way, you've nailed this look completely. I, I can't say enough. It's almost like the Bone Tomahawk look, but better. This is fantastic. <laughs> this is absolutely oh, no. glorious. Look what I'm going for. Sent. I'm going for the 
That's a really, that's a really bad start, my comment. <laughs> oh, the wind, he won't stop beating us. This is what I'm talking about. Ridiculous! I cannot look at myself in the mirror. Thank you for being you. Can Christina look at you though? Is that is she okay? Is she doing all right with this? She's hanging in there. (laughs) Okay, good. She didn't complain when I put on 50 pounds, so I don't know if I could trust her. (laughs) Listen, there's no this woman loves you. Come on, (laughs) she she would have been going. Trust her opinion, like her honest. Like she's slaying. She's she's biased. She's either got rose-colored glasses or. You just don't care. <laughs> it's one of the two. All right, so listen, you've been in the news a couple of times already this week, right? First of all, I, I, there's the blackjack thing with Danny A, right, that got announced? Yeah, that's, that uh, just got picked out. up by Gravitas. We're really excited. Such a, like, sweet, sweet love story and, like, love story about basketball. So it's like the love of basketball and the love of the, these two people. Uh, it centers around uh, Jackie Ryan, who was, like, one of the uh, – foremost and first street ball players that really gained like uh prominence became worldwide i mean he's traveled the world doing tricks he works with the harlem wizards who are like the harlem globe trotters so um yeah it's a really beautiful love who do you story play in the, and i play, play in this? i play his father <laughs> when i had a beard a white beard of that too but uh really? Yeah, I'm really racist. I'm, I'm super racist. I've been oh. playing a lot of racists lately. I mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> they keep coming at me with racist roles. I'm like, oh, here we go again. Not too much uh, but, uh, we love you. Oh, Okay, so this is being released now, so we can look for this soon, right? Yeah, you can look for that soon. But even before that, there's something called Mope. Mope, M-O-P-E. It's such a good movie, and that's coming out soon. That's coming Is that out with the like scintillating uh, pictures I've been seeing? With yes. the, uh, with that yes. almost looks like a uh, secretary, that movie. Like, what is it? The, uh, yeah, yeah the, in the like, porn what is it, industry. Or? Yes, it looks yeah. very, very have, uh, scintillating. I like that word. Yeah, we got some insane, like, quotes where it's like American. Uh, what, what was the a crazy killer? Um, uh, Son of Sam. Uh, no, American, uh, American Psycho. Yeah, American Psycho meets yeah meets like it had a few other like brilliant films. So just (laughs) even like to get a quote like that was amazing. It's a really what's the premise of it? It's based on a true based on a true story. The Mm -hmm. um, Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker of porn, who were actually just mopes. And mopes are the, the, the lowest rung on the porn ladder. Is it like a male fluffer? Uh, even worse than a fluffer. The guy who cleans up the stuff. Oh, you know, no that way. Guy. Or an extra, like in the background. Oh, there it is. Like, we got it up for his, everybody. Yanking his thing. Just like, or like a member of like a person in a bukkake party kind of thing. This is it's built just for comedy. Out of control. This movie is so crazy. But, what uh, had to happen in I your life? Play you're a racist, I play a racist director in it. Who's oh, like so, so, so full you're, of himself. At least you're not a mope. Uh, no? I don't okay. know. <laughs> rat, no, wait, this is out now? <laughs> no, that comes out in August as well. Okay, it's August as well. So both of these, Blackjack, and, it's Blackjack, correct? Uh, it's either August or September. It's probably Blackjack. But right. uh, and in mope August is, is August. Mope. Uh, you now, cannot kill David Arquette is probably around there. Is that now that's we got the distributor, right? We can who's distributing? We do. Super yep. limited. It's uh Fantastic. it's the boutique brand that Neon just started yep. and Neon did Parasite and a lot of really great films. So their taste is such a, so incredible to to be picked up by them is just like ah. and we're like their boutique like you know, they're cool brand. So that's fantastic. <laughs> and this is September it. too? That it should be uh, August or September, yeah. So this is really coming down. Now, the biggest thing that we've seen in the press is all this stuff about the Scream reboot. You want to just mm. tell us a little about this? Because this is very exciting. Um, How's this come about? I'm really, What's going really excited on? that, you know, you know, it's, it's filmmakers that are were inspired by the original series that are now growing and, like, proving themselves as filmmakers and really talented people that they're going to, you know, tackle this but i love that it 
Kevin Williamson, uh, you know, gave it his blessing and, and that we're carrying on Wes Craven's legacy. Cause to me, that's really what I took away from it. I mean, aside from, <laughs> I got married and had a kid and everything, but you know, <laughs> Wes was actually pivotal in that. He, like he was, he was a mentor for me as, you know, I, uh, you know, I was losing my mom during Scream 2 and he was really there for me and it gave me a really great pep talk about getting my stuff together so that I could make it work with Courtney at the time. Uh, because you so, met Court during Scream 1. Yeah, I met her on I Scream mean, 1. She, so, says in, she says in my in the documentary, we met on Scream 1, we hated each other Scream 2, we got divorced, oh, we got married by Scream 3 and we got divorced by Scream 4. <laughs> And now there's the reboot. Is she coming back? I'm so like, what's going on? Is that a, uh, did it start? Like, how does this work? I don't know. They'll have to like do all that stuff. I don't want to say anything. I'm such a loud mouth. I'll, like say everything. Like, okay. So I won't, <laughs> I wasn't trying yeah. to trick you. I swear. I no, no, I'm no. Such a I know. Fanboy. But I actually was on a, a, a radio station a little while ago and, and they did try to, get it out of me i just of i'm like literally not saying anything because i don't want to like ruin anything i love right, but if I she is coming back rub your beard <laughs> davy's just been rubbing his beard this whole time <laughs> i know i'm obsessed <laughs> davy cannot stop so rubbing sorry. his beard like he's a he, yeah no you literally look like you just tied a girl to the train tracks i i i, I swear <sighs> i'm like really this whole thing happening is so disturbing to me. I don't know what it is. It's like this is supposed to be on the back of your head. You know what I mean? It's this part. Not, but not it's not on your, your chin. chin. That you have a colic and it's like moving this way. Like You can't do anything about that. That's just the way your hair grows. I know. That is fucking. Dude, if that was going to happen to anyone, I was trying to talk him you. into this mutton chop look. I, I was thinking, because I also get this going. I'm sorry. Well, that's what I'm talking about. That's the... stuff. But if yeah, I do she... this, and then I sort of take this down and just have these mutton chops, but I might want to still leave this as well, one side of the Maybe you just bring it up chop. and tie it like a wallet chain yeah. <laughs> to the mustache so you don't forget your mustache anywhere. Well, I mean, what is going on there? In the film, so Wait, so to be clear, clap. though, the headline is Courtney is coming back. Yes, he's rubbing what? his beard, folks. Okay, so but tell me when when Scream happens. So they write this script, they get the blessing. Do they come to you? They make an all like you read the script. Like, you've read the script, right? Obviously, I know nothing of what you're speaking. Oh, you can't even talk about the script. Nope, all I right. can't talk about anything really. I'm actually contractually obligated. I don't even know if I'm supposed to say I'm in it until they came out on the thing. I would have. Well, you did as long as you didn't say it. So, so yeah, I know. As long as I didn't say it, but then I don't right. know what else. Like, there's that contract was scary. Oh yeah, take my babies. Take my babies well, if I say anything. <laughs> well, it's a big. You know, you can't have any spoilers in that stuff. That's uh, that's major money right there. But every time if there's a spoiler, people like release the, the with the screen for some reason. People release the scripts and they have to rewrite them and it screws the movies up. Like I think it happened at least twice. See, that's the last thing I'd want to see happen. But, you know, we've seen this already. This is a very successful business model. You know, the guy who did, uh, uh, what is it, the uh, Fruitvale uh, Junction? Uh, oh, yeah. That, who just decided he wanted, you know, he got Stallone's permission and he did Creed. I mean, and we saw what yeah. that did, you know. So you get this new blood into it. It's, it's, it's a very exciting thing. But it's also a thing that says, like, how long and how, what a road you've had doing this, man. This is no joke. Like, you started this franchise, you're going to do this franchise again now. And, you know, how far back, right? How far oh, back? Oh, man, 25 years, like, or something? Yeah, this is what I'm something saying. Like Growing yeah. up here, 25 years. And it's like, you've written comic books. We wrote one together. Uh, we, what, DC and Heavy Metal. You have, what, what's that show you created, by the way, for MTV, The Squirrel Show? Oh, Dirt like Squirrel. Tony? It never went anywhere. But if someone Dirt wants squirrel. to Google MTV pilot Dirt Squirrel, Yes. Still have an interesting thing. There's a, it looks like it's for kids, but there's cursing in it, just as a forewarning. Uh, I wish there not. wasn't. I could show my kids. You wish there but... wasn't cursing in it? Oh, I see what you're yeah, saying. Just... just beep in it. Or we, we were trying to be all edgy, and it's like, it doesn't, edgy, edgy doesn't last. You have to be well, you know, 
consistent right. and real. And like, as long as it's real, it does. You know, that's all that matters. Listen, I think at the end of the day, this is what I want to talk to you about though a little bit because with all this stuff that's going on, now you already have two of these things, three of them that we talked about in the can, but with, with Scream, uh, you know, what do we think is going to happen with filming? What are, what are you being told? What are you hearing as we're looking at stuff? Well, with Ghost of the Ozarks, we have, we're working with the governor of the state of Arkansas. We're, uh, we have a whole COVID plan going. We may be one of the first productions up where, um, testing people in their home four days before they get on a plane they go and we test them when they land then we quarantine them for two weeks uh for like 10 days or something like that and then uh and then every they stay at the hotel we provide all the food for them um right uh we shuttle them back and forth uh, the only interactions like without masks is probably going to be you know, you have to like just kind of be realistic with like social distancing and stuff, especially when it comes to uh, a lot of the you know actors and scenes. You can't have masks on in scenes, so right. you know. But they'll probably be masked on in rehearsals and stuff like that. You know, and you just like just keep the risk factor. Everyone's gonna be um, temperature checked, and then the big thing that they've all been saying uh, mm -hmm. is that. What people haven't been uh, doing enough of is being responsible for themselves. Even though you can get the symptoms and be contagious before the the symptoms hit you, uh, you can be even though you can be contagious before the symptoms hit you. People have to be more responsible about like you know what my throat's just feeling a little weird. I'm gonna sit back. I'm gonna you know right. calling into work will be easier now in a crazy <laughs> way. Because you should, if you're not feeling 100%, you know what I mean? And then you're going to have to, you know, deal with that. So who's that person? Let's put somebody in their costume and kind of turn them away if they don't have any lines in the scene. And let's, you know, give that line to them. You know, it's just stuff like that we're going to have to do. Right. But the problem is if it happens to a lead actor, you know, one, two, three, four on the call sheet or whatever, then, you know, and, and is insurance going to be so hyped up, you know, is it going to... Does this affect how you go back and how fast you're able to go back, even in Arkansas? With us, we're in a unique situation because we have private financing. So mm -hmm. it's already sort of like we it's in escrow, the budget. And again, HCT Media is dealing with all this stuff, really. They're doing all the hard legwork. But, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, if something catastrophic were to happen it probably would end up being a situation where we get somebody else in the role that might not have been our for either our first choice or you know what i mean or somebody who's maybe more of an unknown that is on the set that we know already is a talented actor but wouldn't have gotten this shot unless this person had dropped out kind of thing or like some local right. talent but you know you, you as a producer and everything and these guys especially they're you know, we, we, you need to have a cast that on paper you can start putting like paying yourself back to the budget, just knowing sort of how much foreign would sell for this and that. You know what I mean? So you kind of keep right. your the, the there's, yeah, you know, there's you kind know, of an the equation. Dot the to eyes. It. Well, that's what they're trying to figure out, I think. And that's what we're kind of looking down the barrel at. So you think it's going to be like September where you're actually going back and shooting where you're in production and things are rolling? rolling do they roll anymore no we're gonna start we're doing this in june june mid to late june you we might shooting be shooting in first. june in arkansas yeah east arkansas just had a, a report wow. like they're working directly with the state but they just had a report that arkansas east arkansas is actually on the decline now thank god, thank uh, god. and they haven't had any deaths in our town or county where we are I think it's called Clark County. I'm not sure. Oh, uh, maybe that's great. in Las Vegas. <laughs> I don't know. It might but, be. Um, Clark County sounds kind of familiar. I'm not going to lie. Clark County. Yeah, it's in, <laughs> right outside of Jonesboro, Arkansas. So, mm -hmm. uh, fingers right. crossed. You know, we well, have really, a lot you're of planning uh, on June. Yeah, and we have a lot of people of color uh, in our cast, and it's you know, it's this is scary, especially for you know people of color, and and uh, you know, so. 
were cognizant of that and especially for one of the actors as an older black man so right you know we Every have to figure out going to be taken extra precautions you know you don't want to risk anyone so it's you a know, lot people man. are dying it's to go back to work you know not dying but you know what i mean they're they're yeah. they're ready it's, it's it's this has been a long haul well you know yeah <laughs> All right, Everyone so let me move off point. this. Let me yeah. move off this for a second. So well, I want to go back for a second because one of the things I found, and I, I don't know if I'm just feeling this, but like, do you think lately that people are starting to talk more about the outsiders again? Like, there's this kind of surge happening with S.E. Hinton, and we're going to see a resurgence of this. Oh, uh, I think so. You know, uh, Danny Boy. Did, were you guys talking about that, Danny Boy? No, Danny Boy, the book. That S.E. No, Danny Boy, uh, you were just talking Danny about Boy. Oh, were you talking about Danny Boy, the uh, House of Pain, of oh, course. O'Connor. O'Connor, yeah. yeah. Oh, from Eddie, yeah, we were talking about House of Pain, Eddie Donaldson. Yeah, you, you yeah, know, okay. um, oh, so you were talking about Eddie Donaldson. I love Eddie Donaldson. Smart, yes, yes. Smart art guy, yeah. Awesome. And and music, culture, all that. But um, Yeah, that's who turned yeah. me on to House of Pain was Eddie, before anyone right. knew so, they were. So you're going to get a, this is a trip. Right, Danny please. Boy O'Connor from House of Pain has bought the Outsiders' house and turns it in, has turned it into a museum. What in Oklahoma? His, he lit Tulsa. Yeah, he 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 with I, treasure. He owns it, and I think it's like a major like you know it's what he does. He he's got T-shirts, all kinds of cool. He's a fucking ge- stuff. he's a genius with marketing. That guy he always he's has so been. smart and like just super cool and you know yeah, he I, came up I, with I the whole the House of Pain logo, I believe. Yeah, yeah. What what about the House of Pain logo? I, I'm pretty sure Danny Boy was the uh, uh, one oh, he came was? up with the House of Pain logo, and I'm oh, positive he was the one running it. You know, all the merch and everything. Like he had that under lock and key. Very yeah, very yeah. smart guy. Uh, well, that's incredible. So wait, people can go to Oklahoma too if they're there and go to the actual home of the Outsiders. You could definitely go uh, on Instagram. Uh, okay. Danny Boy O'Connor, and then great. I think there's an Outsiders House uh, Instagram page, and then I I don't know if it's open to the public yet. I know he bought it, I know he renovated it, and I know he's doing merch. And just do me a favor, just humor me. Go through the who was the who was in the show? It was you. Who else? We well, forget this, about the movie. Our show? Oh. Yeah, your show. When they made the TV show. When they made the TV show, it was Jay Ferguson was the mm-hmm. lead as Pony Boy. Um, Rodney Harvey. Was a soda pop. Uh, My private Idaho. Jesus, Phoenix. I'm spacing so hard. Um, Jason, Jason, hold on, Jason, hold on. I, uh, Robert, Robert uh, Rustler was uh, Tim or something. One of the tough guys. I know there was a McComb um, in there. Was it Heather McComb? Yeah, Heather McComb and Jennifer mm-hmm. McComb were both in both it. Both McCombs, love it. Uh, Stephen Dorff had one scene in it, I think. I think Leo might have had a scene. That's what I Maybe. feel like Leo had a scene. Jason, I think they were up, extras or, or like one-liner guys in the, in the pilots. I'm not sure. <laughs> I know Leo got close to getting Pony Boy. I know he was upset about that. But oh, um, that's so interesting. I does that really? I never heard that. That's that. And Dorf, I think Dorf and uh, Leo were both up for that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I really got to tell you, I feel there's going to be a resurgence of all the S.E. Hinton stuff, Davy. Oh you. yeah, man! I love that stuff, man. Rumblefish is one of my favorite films of all time. I was just telling Dylan about this that Rumblefish is one of the best. I mean, Mickey Rourke, Coppola. I mean, the whole movie, black and white, oh, except for the Dillon. fish. Matt Dillon oh, Matt was Dillon. just Rusty my hero James. as a kid. Diane oh, Lane, her, like her first role was she eighteen I years old? I love Diane Lane forever. I was had such a crush on her. Who and, doesn't? Uh, I, I got I asked when her I got out to, when I saw her. She's when like, I no. got to work with Matt Dillon, I was like. Oh, oh! But my favorite us. story. Yes, my favorite. This is my favorite, favorite, favorite outsider story of all time. Hey, let's hear it. I was doing like a, a signing convention, and I don't do too many of them. I, I like to meet the fans and stuff, but it's always this weird exchange. I just, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's the double-edged sword for me. But I like meeting the fans, and and uh. And and I like meeting the other actors that show up. And this at this one was uh, you're at a signing um, thing. D. Thomas Howell. This was no, no. This is you know last year, or two years ago or something. Oh, okay. But the C. Thomas Howell was C. there Thomas. signing, and a few other people, friends of mine, were there. And I said, "Come on, guys, let's all go out to Steakhouse and have a great dinner." 
So we all went and got in this car and we're driving there and we're just about at the steakhouse. I was like, this is going to be a great meal, guys. Thanks for all coming. And and C. Thomas Hall says, yeah, man, let's do it for Johnny. Let's do it for Johnny. And I got <laughs> such a kick out of him giving me like a little like, I don't know. Oh, I wish you like, had that on film. Just a video. <laughs> I fucking lost it. It was so fun. I and was by the like, way, Jason just yeah. put that up. Let's not forget Billy Bob Thornton. When no one oh, knew yeah. who Billy Bob Thornton was, right? No oh, yeah. one. Yeah, Billy Bob Thornton. He was from awesome. Arkansas. Is that right? Patricia. Patricia had a, a lead role in, a, in one of the episodes. She was Soda Pop's girlfriend who got pregnant. Oh my God! I have to rewatch this. So can, can we can we get the show? I mean, I know I can get it from you, but can like a regular? I don't think so. Can someone? Get I don't the show? even know if I have it. I, oh, you have it. Although I did just find myself <laughs> rapping on Simbad's talk show. Okay, let's address that in in two pieces. The first one is Sinbad at a talk show. Sinbad at a talk show. I had the forgotten one. too. Last time I saw him, I was like, hey, Sinbad, good to see you. I'd forgotten completely I'd done his talk show. It's on YouTube. Nancy says it's on YouTube. Okay, the first, so Sinbad has a talk show, and you were on it, and you rapped. Oh, my God. I'm experiencing all this stuff in my old age where I'm, I'm seeing things that I 100,000% 1, do not remember you did not doing. do yeah you're like i did not do this At this all. is some mandela effect stuff right now this is like i'm so i've i've maybe early like knock on wood early some kind of dementia <laughs> oh god forbid. Oh, not but you really but have I no recollection like oh my god it's so bad when i see some of these things and and i'm i'm literally like a cringe factory i'm like watching myself I'm so cringy. Everything I, and I've noticed it now, I'm actually a cringy person. I do things that make people uncomfortable. I just go like, uh, uh, but I'm not meaning to. So I'm the sort of definition of somebody who's kind of cringy at times. And I'm learning to love it rather than like, you're leaning in. I think that's what old people do when they get to a certain age. They're just like, fuck it. I'm just going to, Say what's on my fucking mind. Yes, that is what happens. They just go, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, no, no reason, nothing. Ah, uh, no. Sorry. Wait, you were roller skating on Conan? That, that's a thing that happened too? You that's recall a that thing, though. That interview, those interviews are so horrendous. And some of the Howard Stern things, I just can't even believe I do those things sometimes. It's funny because I've learned a mm -hmm. lot. It's weird because wrestling has had a lot to do with this. Wrestling is this really weird element of entertainment where you're putting on a 10-minute show for somebody mm -hmm. that involves uh, physicality or fighting and uh, acting without words. You know what I mean? You seldom yes. get the mic. I mean, you can't get the mic, but that's the whole thing. So it's pretty much you're telling a story without words. And then you're having this interaction with the audience that you have in no other environment where somebody throws you out of the ring, you throw slamming into a guardrail and you turn to a person who's inches from your face or there's no guardrail there, which is more indie shows where you're literally on the floor and someone's standing above you. And in, yeah. in, in the wrestling movie, they go, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> and I turn around, I go, fuck this, you. This was me. This was me during that room. movie. This oh whole movie. I know, this. the whole movie is really oh, impossible. Sitting at your house like this, dude. <laughs> I know, it's okay. a cringe factory. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm my hands over like, my there's eyes. There's just cringe all over the place. Yeah, I'm just peeking so through my fingers. When you embrace the cringiness of yourself, it becomes, everything becomes pretty hilarious. Okay, but how does it, how does it, so it stems from wrestling. So you do this 10 minute show and it takes you all this physicality. You're right here in this guy's face when you're coming up after being at a guardrail or not. And, and what? How is this, you know, relating to that? You know, the cringy stuff. Uh, you said it comes from wrestling. Yeah, well, you you get a real, I don't know. You Well, for one thing, the main thing you have to do when you wrestle is slow yourself down. You have to be in the moment. You have to, like, really, more than any other uh, entertainment uh, element, more you than have acting. to really lean 
into it. Like, oh, oh like the old timers, they work slow, like really slow, like so uh-huh. slow. You're like, like, what the fuck am I supposed to be doing right now? <laughs> am I in the wrong place? Is are, are we still doing the same thing? Like they're so slow that then they're like, oh, okay, here he comes. Nope, he went in the other corner. Like, and you're sitting there selling or something. But it's just an insane, insane world. So it gives you all these things where you have to think on your toes. You have to have extreme confidence. You have to be yeah, tough very as boisterous. fucking nails. Yep. You have to be tough as nails and just like really, uh, really suck faces. it up. You just have to be so fucking strong and like you go through so much pain that you end up like uh, just uh, that's important, Davey, being really said. grateful for life. And like when you're not in pain, when your back's not like you can sit up straight, like those things become really. So I don't know how that, but it enhanced my life. It made me sort of a well, lot I think more it relates grateful. completely, Dave. I, I oh, think good. it absolutely relates. And I think it's, it's not only the fact that you went into this and that's a lot of what you cannot kill David Arquette touches upon and and threads through uh, so wonderfully is that you went down this rabbit hole 20 something years ago with ready to rumble and even before that with your dad being the voice on that popular hulk hogan wrestling show and this has been a piece of your life since you can remember and then once ready to rumble you went further down and you became almost that character and it's just now after making the documentary that i'm seeing you emerge from it you kind of proved what you had to prove and now you're like i'm back and then boom, scream, blackjack, this other movie, you know, mo. Yeah. It's like everything just starts happening. It was like you were yeah. your own resistance and you broke through it. And I think I we can all watch it happen in that film. But I mean, I got to watch it personal. Thanks, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Wasn't really a question. Never giving up. You know what I mean? All about but never giving up. And, the, and like believing in yourself. Done. And that's what, yeah, that's exactly what, what that gave me. So it did give me. And I think. There is a feeling of like, you know, there was a wrestler recently, a, a sweet wrestler who ch- killed herself from too much negative. You know, she was a Japanese oh. wrestler, just killed herself for too much negative bullying. She's 21 or two years old. Just the most tragic just from the fans. Thing. And so incre- from the fans. Yeah, she just couldn't take it. Oh, my Lord. So there's like a real uh, thing so about sad. that. With all this, you know what I mean? As, as yes. much as it's, you know, just wrestling fans, it was a thing when I was like kind of, you know, uh, had a heart issue and I was like, why am I thinking about wrestling? You know what I mean? Like, why is this like one of my dying thoughts? Oh, I wish wrestling wouldn't have done, gone the way it did. <laughs> what, is, what, is, what is wrong with me? This, this is coming In the hospital right with now. this heart so condition. I was like, I gotta do this if I'm losing this weight anyway. I'm gonna do it. Like at least I that's sort what of fall back in love with wrestling. Oh, you did. You did it. That's that's one thousand percent for sure. And so now, okay, you shed it, David. Right? I, like as your friend. Okay, forget about as a fan or as someone who loves you. As your friend, right? You shed it. It's it's you really have. You've shed this skin now. You've come out the other end. No, I know you don't, no, like, no, I haven't. Still it's not. not. Tell no, me. it comes back all the time. I mean, I guess it's hmm. sort of like depression and anxiety. I don't know. I'm doing a bunch of stuff. I just did some IV this morning, but I think it's going to be too expensive. But there's something called NAD or NED, NAD, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. that is supposed to like reset all of your uh, receptors. And I don't know. I go through, I don't know. I go through real sort of like roller coasters of like, you know, it gets dark in my brain. Like, I, I think a lot of people do. And oh, I, maybe I'm a do, millennial. <laughs> maybe you identify maybe as a millennial. millennial trapped, you know, pirate's body are. <laughs> I just want to be a pirate. That's all I really want to be. Uh, hey, hey, listen, it's not over for you. You just proved you could be a, a freaking wrestler, man. So uh, yeah. there's literally, I've not seen anything you can't do. But are we going to focus more on acting now and producing? Or are we still going to stay in the wrestling world as well? What are we thinking? No, after this, I've been, I really want to, whatever I do after this, I really want to set it up. So 
I really don't have to answer to too many people. Uh, I don't want to audition anymore. Like I just, I just did an audition a couple of days ago on tape, but I really don't, don't like it at all. And and that part of the business is just so degrading in a way. It's just so demoralizing. Because for someone like me who beats themselves up for something that your chances of getting it are one in a million anyway. So. You know what I mean? So then you go up and like, I'm not good enough. You know, that whole roller coaster. I just can't take. So whatever I do, I want to do it right. with the people I love. You know, not have to be, you know, have, make sure to like get jobs for people I love in doing things that they love, but keep it real tight and fun, like a fun group. And then uh, just do a ton of charity. I want it all to be sort of charity based. More off of than that. you already do. By the way, I mean, well, more humble, like, yeah, like, you do a lot like, of charity. You and Christina together, like it's Newman, insane. Like, the way Paul Newman sort of did his thing is just so admirable. I mean, he started this mega, you know, company that that does all these incredible sauces and still sour dressing. Yep, still, still around. Closet right now, popcorn, all of it, all great. Yeah, stuff. it's like you know, you look at the thing. It says one hundred percent of the profits go to charity. So I don't know how they do that. Where, well, I guess they they just. What's well, up? The profits. I want to yeah, actually you know. find out because I yeah, think it's, they... not, it's an easy business model, David. If you want to set it up, you can set it up. And let me just launch into something while we're still here and we yeah. have time because it's important and it's kind of personal too. It's it's uh, you know since we started talking about this and doing stuff with people you love and like your old group KGB, you guys just all went out right and you did a mural yeah. memorial for our dear friend Harlan Gleason's pop. Do you want to just tell us a little about that? Yeah. Yeah, we did this mural for Redmond Gleason, who was this incredibly important figure in my life. He was kind of like a second father figure to me. He, uh, he's my best friend's dad, father of 10 kids, uh, seven, I believe, are boys. <laughs> so we grew up in this like crazy Irish like family. Next with, door like, to you, all right? These... Uh, Hartwell, my best friend, lived right next door to them. So I'd go over there and we'd just have these two houses just to like spend our weekends, do all kinds of crazy stuff. So he really helped sort of instill a lot of virtue in me and, um, and guidance. And we did this more mural for him uh, that said red with the portrait that a guy Axis helped me do. Cause I'm not, I, I, I do like cartoony characters, but I can't do like more. Who, who uh, helped you do it? Say it again. This guy David? Axis, amazing Axis. artist on Instagram. Okay. A-X-I-S. And then um and then the kids gone bad crew did the rest of uh, Gajin Fujita did the letters, who's an amazing artist. Wow. And where so is this? People can drive around and see it, right? Where where can they yeah, see it's on it? Which street, street is it? Third Street, just one block uh west of Normandy in Koreatown. That is, That's that right, is we have it up here. Man. Redmond Gleason, born Martin Gleason, by the way, January 26th. Yeah. What is that? 1935. An Irish. Yeah, he was an amazing actor. In Dublin. Yeah, he's great. I put him and in the Tripper film I did. Oh, yeah, with yeah, Thomas Jane, was... the Ronald Reagan horror movie. Yeah, we did. A, me and yeah, Tim Blake and... Nelson actually did a movie called Two, uh, Two Brothers and a Bride where he played the mortician and we had one night out in like uh like where was it uh somewhere in texas one of the border okay. towns and we just were able to like go out and like i was you know 20 22 or three or four or something but we we're peers now and we were working together the next day but we had a night of like drinking <laughs> that was just so epic, epic. and fun and <laughs> <laughs> talking and you know talking i don't know if you've ever had the experience of like i don't know it's just very i never got to hang with tim blake nelson <laughs> <laughs> i never got to hang with him i'm just gonna guy. say and, he's uh, hilarious you have some very interesting friends you're, you're friends with uh with, can I, I can't call him P, paul rubens right i can't say Pee Wee herman right? oh yeah but can he's i yes yeah, it's paul He's my one of my mentors for sure. What a supportive uh, guy! Too. I've learned so much from him. Wow, pretty incredible, right? Yeah. And now, are you yeah. watching anything right now, Davey, or do you not have any time still with the kids? Uh, I like a lot of like comedy. The mm -hmm. Jerry Seinfeld new new you comedy like the new special was awesome. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. It was a little bit of a different Jerry, so it's really fun to see him like humanize himself a little even more than he does. Right. Uh, you know, in a husband like father way, 
which I is fun. About his personal stuff a little bit. Yeah, it's good. It's good. In it's really sweet. Half. And then so uh, you've been watching the comedy. The Dave specials. Chappelle. Dave Chappelle oh. goes to. Uh, yeah, he gets the, gets the Mark, Mark Twain, Twain Award. Award. Is amazing. Jeez, oh, what an inspiration. Top shelf, man. I, I cannot. And by the way, you can find The Outsiders on YouTube, according to Nancy, oh, who also wow. is a, a fan of our shows. Uh, she's put up, you helped her somehow. You, you see all these people. You see, 30 years ago, you sure helped me. Just wanted to say thank you. See, Dave, oh, you don't know all the people so you touch. Oh, you know that's so nice. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Davey, I cannot thank you enough for being here. And David, again, can you hear me? the most supportive person. Can you hear Jason? Jason, speak. Can you hear me? Nope. Yes, I can hear you. Oh, good. Good. I yes. just want to let you know, I also have one of those right here. Um, and I, I play with them all the time. It, I have a, a cow that caught my beard, too. Everything goes crooked. Just like. Oh, maybe it's a thing that, like, sometimes people get the, like, boom, little yep. touch of an angel. Some people got it. Me and you. Some people. I'm going to, you know what? I see that shirt. I see this. You have just given me, other than the hair, which I'm never going to be able to do, my look for 2020 moving forward is that shirt and your beard. I love it. For our listeners, Dave is wearing a Hawaiian-esque shirt, and Jason and David both have cowlicks in their beard that turns the hair to their left, it appears, yeah. at the bottom of their chin, which is kind of fascinating. I'm not so I actually, and I already got teased about this. I, I wore the, the sleeveless today in honor of you, because last time you were in the sleeveless, you were not the arm. So I... That's right. Yeah. Jason's in a sleeveless Reebok. <laughs> this is a Dave. sleeveless summer. I'm sorry. Everybody, <laughs> break them out. Hey, this is summer. Punk. This is actually Bob Getty's. This is Bob Getty's style shirt. Monk this, Punk? His company, oh. Monk Punk. Yeah. Oh, that's I nice. That. I like that. Bald. Oh, and my Beverly, my Beverly Hills Hotel shorts. Those things are bomb. Oh, those are fantastic. Oh, that's oh that. now I miss the Beverly Ricky. Hills Hotel. Rick and Morty socks. Hell yeah! Represent the oh, Star yeah, Represent. Star and my Gucci flip flops. Come on! Oh my god! I love it. Ooh, look at that! I love it. I love the whole Just thing. Don't borrow is... your stuff. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm so taking I that LV bag. You really it. can. If you go to Davy's house, he can dress anybody. Uh, I love it. I love For it all. Halloween, <laughs> Halloween I, I have costumes, like people say. Yeah. All right, I got something. David, next time you come on, just, just wait. I'm gonna. I, I I have my new. I have my new style guru, and it's you, brother. You look amazing. Yeah, David, <laughs> I love you so much. Thank you so much love for coming guys. and supporting and love you, man. Thank you. you so much. Thank you, guys. David Arquette. David Arquette, everybody. Gentlemen, thank you, David. Oh, he's such a great guy. He's such a I know, and it's like I know I he'd stay too. And it's like I could just keep talking to him, but then I feel like sometimes I'm talking to him and I'm like, oh, it's like we're talking on the phone. Right. I'm like, wait, there no, there's people listening. I have to like, you know, help those people too enjoy David. I can't yeah. just enjoy Oh no, David. they did. And I if you look at the I comments. couldn't read anything. No, I, I couldn't read anything. So do we have some good ones? People were loving it. People really love listening to him. He's so funny and so cool. And um, he's so honest. Yeah, it's just just so open. open. There's no BS. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll, we'll we'll figure out. We'll get this Courtney Cox thing figured out. We're gonna break it here. We're gonna break it here. I'm telling I'm... you, I feel like he, you know, he it's what he didn't say. <laughs> so I got the rubbing the beard. <laughs> if, if, she's, if she is coming back, rub the beard. Listen, here's the thing. This is just my own two cents. They pay her enough. She's gonna be back. Yeah, it's yeah. not that she okay. needs the money, but. You know, it's a, it's like status. It's like that's you're still in the game. You're a huge fucking star, and uh, here's what you're worth. And she'll go, okay, I'm worth that. I'll, I'll yeah, do this. I agree. And I mean, make it great because she makes it great. Yeah, you know, and honestly, I think like if you're gonna bring anybody um, back, like the, it's David. Courtney and David are the two people to bring back. I mean, yeah, uh, but I bring David back first to be honest. Yeah, like, absolutely. Julie is much more a uh, a staple of that show, like iconic, than you yeah. know the reporter. And I'm not, you know, it's just, I, I don't know why David did something with that character that just, yeah, you know, I, absolutely. But I, yeah, I think that he's the, the Pearson because, you know, Nev Campbell be great. To, or is it Nev? Is it Campbell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Nev Campbell. She'd be great to bring back, but she's got too connected. Like if you're going to reboot it or restart it or do that thing, having those right. Dewey back, Dewey is a, you know, the heart That's of that. That's you feel like there's a legitimacy. And then he said yeah. Kevin Williamson signed off on it. So like this is, uh, I think we have a, an amazing, and you know, we wouldn't talk about the script, but I I'm, I'm, know we read it. David does not say yes to things uh, just for money. And I didn't realize it, but it's the directors of Ready or Not who I love. And I think we talked about that before, but I love that movie. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't. 
just didn't think about it. So I'm I'm really gonna I'm really excited because they're gonna that's there that was such a fun movie. Oh that's yeah, they're gonna crush it. And plus, imagine they're gonna introduce like they're gonna find all new young actors at this time. You know, mm-hmm. where we're gonna get to discover all these new stars that maybe for the next twenty years are gonna be stars. Because I'm we living. Start doing one of those bingo bets. Who's the Who's the famous uh, starlet that gets murdered at the beginning? I'm gonna I'm gonna put uh, five dollars on Taylor Swift. Uh, for some reason, to get murdered, getting murdered Taylor Swift. A fucking rad way for the show movie to start. Yes, Taylor Swift as the Drew Barrymore character, Drew Barrymore. Or the uh, the Carmen yeah. Electra. No, the Carmen Electra is the funny movie. Yeah, Drew Drew, Drew Barrymore. Barrymore is the real one. Yep. That's, yes. That's, so as the Drew Barrymore, we're saying Taylor Swift. I'm saying Taylor Swift. I'm gonna go Taylor Swift. I I gotta tell you that might be the best. Cho- I could go with Taylor Swift, or I can go with Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus would be great, but I think one Miley of those would be great. But I think Taylor has that innocence, alleged yeah. innocence, and she could be on that phone and you know, cute and just being like talking, texting, up and yeah. yes, FaceTiming and like. Oh, by the way, Taylor Swift. Let's start that movement right now. <laughs> Scream with Taylor. Um, All right, so we are done, right? This is another episode wrapped in the can. There is no can. Stuck at home with Cliff and Jason, so thank you for being here. uh, We Well, the next episode, you see? Scott, I stopped. Next episode, we have... Gilbert Godfrey tomorrow, guys. Gilbert Godfrey And I'm not going to... We are not allowed to say tomorrow, and we're not allowed to say tomorrow. But the May 28th episode is my birthday episode! Jason Smith's birthday, May 28th. With Gilbert Godfrey. Can't wait. Guys, stay safe, stay sane, stay strong. Jason Smith. Cliff Dorfman. Take care of each other, everybody. Bye. Bye. So you feel alone, nowhere to go when you're scared to step outside. I know it's rough and sometimes it's tough to stay preoccupied. But worldwide, there's a brand new thing coming up on the scene. To lose your stress and all this mess, come on, let's quarantine.